Hello friends, welcome to Beyond the News. I'm your host Jim Grant. This is Friday the 15th of October coming up on today's show. It's a theme really of what are the governments around the world trying to do to their own people and what are the people standing up to the governments doing to them uh, in terms of you know peaceful lawful resistance and that sort of thing. Uh, we'll be playing a clip of Joe Rogan, a short little sort of I suppose film that he's made really but it's works perfectly well in audio listening to an interview that an nba star brandon goodwin gave about how he thinks the vaccine gave him the uh, blood clot that has now um, ended at least this season of his nba career the chicago police union head urges cops to defy covid vaccine mandate and lots of other things coming up on today's show including the supply crisis and other such things Let's start in Chicago. The police union head urges cops to defy COVID vaccine mandate. Fraternal Order of Police President John Catanzara vowed to take Mayor Laurie Lightfoot's administration to court if it tries to enforce the mandate. Good, a policeman that understands the uh, Nuremberg Code. Excellent. So this is by the Associated Press on October the 14th. The head of the Chicago Police Union officers has called on its members to defy the city's requirement to report their COVID-19 vaccination status by Friday or to be placed on unpaid leave. In the video posted online Tuesday and first reported by the Chicago Sun-Times, Fraternal Order of Police President uh, John, whose surname I probably butchered the first time round, vowed to take Mayor Laurie Lightfoot's administration to court if it tries to enforce the vaccine mandate, which requires city workers to report their status by the end of the work week. After Friday, unvaccinated workers who won't submit to semi-weekly coronavirus testing will be placed on unpaid leave. Wow, so it's not just the old vaccine mandate, semi-weekly coronavirus testing. Uh, he suggested if the city does enforce its requirement and mem many union members refuse to comply with it, it's safe to say that the city of Chicago will have a police force at 50% or less for this weekend coming up. So that's huge. 50% um, say no uh, to the point that they're willing to risk their jobs and... It might be due to them hearing stories about this. But also, let's not forget, we covered on last week's show, you're more likely to get COVID over the age of 40 if you had the vaccine. Uh, not conspiracy theory. Do please check out the government's own PDF file that uh, I've put on Beyond the News and is in last week's comments and on last week's show. So do check that out um, and uh, stick around for Craig Campbell afterwards. It's just me here today on the show. I thought there's quite a backlog of things to catch up on and some wonderful things on the Telegram group people have been sending. So I wanted to sort of dedicate today to this. Hopefully next week we will have Sally Beck joining us again. Uh, haven't recorded it yet, so fingers crossed we'll see what happens. Uh, he said that although he has made clear his vaccine status, I do not believe the city has the authority to mandate that to anybody, let alone that information about your medical history. And he's quite right, it's the Nuremberg Code. Uh, during a news conference Wednesday, Lightfoot accused the gentleman of spreading false information and dismissed most of his statements as untrue or patently false. Yeah, it's just the same thing. Oh, he's a nut job. Well, you know, they've been saying it for you. Oh, people that don't, you know, nut job conspiracy with this. Well, what happens when 50% of your police force you have to label as, uh, to quote, untrue or patently false? And to the way they've sort of had a go at the parents who stood up because i played the clips of people saying you know you will not mask my children going to parents meetings they've been labeled uh, by the some of the mainstream media as domestic terrorism also speaking of the american uh, mainstream media i wonder if i've got a clip here or well i don't really want to play because i like to clear, um, keep the show clean but i'm certain you've seen it on social media it's gone quite viral where people were saying f joe biden at i think it was a nascar thing and not only has that chant gone worldwide with, uh, I think it's broken out around US embassies around the world. Uh, some of them, I think, um, I think when I say embassy, I think one. <laughs> so not 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 like some sort of um, uh, in the flesh viral protest, but the certainly what I'm talking about, that clip uh, went viral on the Internet. And not only that, but uh, it was the. I can't remember, one of the mainstream newsy uh, people, not Fox, it was one of the other ones. I honestly can't remember which, which one it is. Uh, the usual suspects, you, you can imagine, in the American left-wing media. 
um, well, what they think they're left wing. I call them quite sort of pro censorship, sort of fascist, really. Um, those sort of types. Uh, yeah, well, I don't. I'm I'm a lefty. I don't certainly don't uh, feel represented by the modern day left at all. And um, but anyway, side issue. What the what that mainstream reporter said? Oh, people are going. Let's go, Brandon. And uh, there are, there was a clip. Maybe I'll find the clip from uh, the Hannity show because I think it's all beeped out. Maybe I'll do that. Where they were just laughing at their network competitors uh, for what is blatantly an obvious lie that everyone knows they're a lie. And that's I think that might be. And I, I I'm pretty certain they haven't sort of retracted it. But then again, I haven't gone looking for it. So. I, I'm not really reporting this as news exactly like I would reading off of stuff, but you can get the idea for yourself. Do your own research anyway. I always recommend that with people. But it was I think it would be one of those moments where a lot of people were like, wow, that mainstream media actually just lied like blatantly and everyone knew it lied. And then you've had chance breakout of Let's Go Brandon when um, that same network has gone and filmed other things from what I've seen. So that's quite humorous. Uh, but it's nice to see certain it's nice to see when the mainstream media blatantly lie that the public see right through it and turn it right back on them and it was nice to see fox news pick it up and obviously they're going to want to bury one of their competitors either but hey look if if one of your mainstream media people what is it they say uh sun Tzu says never interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake don't interrupt them but if you can uh, film them doing it and putting it out on your network that would definitely be uh, a tactic Sun Tzu I think would have agreed with back in his day obviously no television so let's now go to the clip this is from YouTube as ever I own no copyright whatsoever of anything at all uh, this can be found on a band dot uh, was it Infowars or band dot video something like that and the link went directly through to the YouTube I think it's taken from some sort of social media thing that young people are into that I don't understand. Uh, one of those sort of channels. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll play it for you now. I was just trying to look for a name of something like that because there is a, like a, a screenshot video. And oh, is it Instagram, Twitter? Oh no, that looks like they're going to share it. I don't know what it's on, but anyway, here it is. Um, NBA star Brandon. Goodwin. I got sick, then I never like recovered from it. Like my, I always had back pain. Uh, um, you know, I was just super tired in the games. Like when we played Philly, back to back, bro, I was so tired. Like I felt like I couldn't run up and down the court. And then my back was hurting. Then we went home. I think that's when I started like. My back really started hurting bad, like, and then I'm like, all right, I gotta go to the doctor, and that's when I found like I found out I had blood clots. Like that all happened in a span of a month. I was fine up until then. Up until I took the vaccine, I was fine. So people trying to tell you like, no, it's not the vaccine. No, like, how do you know? You don't. You don't know. Yes, the vaccine ended my season, thousand percent. And then the Hawks, nothing against the Hawks. They just called me the next day while I was in the hospital and told me like, "Oh, uh, we're gonna tell the press that you know your season's over." I'm like, "Damn." I'm like, "Damn, how? Like, I ain't even. We don't even know what it is." But it's whatever. I'm not even gonna get into all that, bro. I still got love for the Hawks. Mad love for the Hawks. And I just know if I would have played, it would have been way different. We needed somebody to get in the paint, make some plays. I don't know where I'm playing at this year. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I don't know. Um, and they just like, don't say anything about it. Don't tell nobody. I'm like, bro, what? I mean, I was supposed to be taking uh, blood thinners. Because I had blood clots. I had two blood clots. I was supposed to be taking something called blood thinners. And while you take blood thinners, you can't play. You can't play basketball. You can't play five-on-five -five contact. So during the whole time I was sitting out with the Hawks, I was I was fine. Like I was playing three-on-three, -three, dunking the ball, everything. I was, 
I was normal. I got back to normal after I had that little episode. Went to the hospital. Um, I was cool. I was fine. And so, I um, I, I kept asking him like, "Can I play? Can I play? Can I play?" I was telling him like, "I'm good. I could play." Uh, and they kept saying I couldn't play. So I'm like, "All right, whatever, bro." So I missed that opportunity to play in the playoffs. Um, I was fine. Nobody cared, seemed to care at all. They're just like, all right, you're not playing. Um, so it's whatever. They told me, my doctor told me not to play basketball in the summer. But I'm like, but I wasn't supposed to be playing in the summer, but I was playing anyways. So my agent, so my agent um just kept saying, like, you know, I just got to work around this whole blood clot situation with teens, I'm like, that's over with, but I'll be back, I'll be on somebody's team, bro, soon, I don't, I don't really know who yet, but, um, yeah, this shit been kind of crazy, no, not, not Boston, for sure, I don't know what happened with that. I had Golden State earlier in the year. I, I said no to... So, um, yeah. Moving on. Our next article is from the Independent Supply Crisis. Maersk diverts big cargo ships from UK as Felixstowe port fills up due to HGV container backlog. Uh, it was absolutely foreseeable and the government hasn't responded, says Starmer. So, uh, I'll, I'll probably just give a quick comment on the video there. Yeah, he seems to be sure it was the vaccine that did it wasn't it so um poor gentleman uh, supermarkets are searching for alternative ways to bring food into britain as ships are diverted from the uk's main port due to congestion the british retail consortium said further disruption to supply chains may be unavoidable after maersk the world's largest container shipping company said that it was directing big vessels away because main uk ports are chuck block the congestion is down to a lack of hgv drivers available to move the unloaded containers to free up space. So, more supply chain troubles and probably more on the way. And I know obviously some foods can't be grown in the UK, it's as simple as that, but I think perhaps we could perhaps look at new ways of growing food when here, seasonal stuff that can we grow. I remember going to a meeting and uh, for something to do with... Um, helping the homeless a few years ago in the Eastbourne Hotel somewhere. And I can't remember who hosted it. But I suggested that surely there could be some sort of allotment or green area or something that isn't used by anyone at the moment somewhere in my hometown. There must be somewhere where you could... Um, give the uh, a homeless the opportunity to grow their own food and perhaps let them camp there, you know, have like a homeless area. But growing food must be part of it. And uh, I know there's a project in Eastbourne called Edible Eastbourne. Basically, there's a, there's a lot of green space that we could grow some food on in public lands. And I know there's a lot of, you know, destructive youth around, well, just destructive people in re general, really. And so I know there could be problems, but there could be a lot of places in England. We are in England's green and pleasant land. Well, maybe some of that green could be used to grow vegetables on. And that could, at if we did it now, it would at least help next season. And I know certain things aren't going to grow over the winter and other such things. But, um, hey, how many people were told to, you know, taught how to grow things in school? They certainly used to be told in the olden days. Um, do you think that not, you know, oxygen, water, food, they're all pretty vital to our human existence. Could we not be taught about how the, to maximise these things and grow these things and keep these things clean, uh, possible over the years at the school? And the fact that that's not in the school curriculum now, uh, I think it, we all know we live in a very domesticated society perhaps this could be an early warning signal for us to start doing something about it ourselves. It, those people that have gardens, uh, grow their own food in them, what they can, 
uh, in the soil that they have uh, get some manure if not and hope for the best but also some programs no there should never any be any forced uh, anything uh, make that make that clear um, but just to say look if there was if we put up some te temporary accommodation or something that some cities are doing in some green areas um, would the homeless that are um, that they, they would be capable of growing vegetables would you be up for doing this project and uh, you can eat what you um, grow and uh, you can sell what you grow perhaps at a, a market which you do at the end of the harvesting or something and people can come along and um, instead of you know the homeless selling big issues uh, or, or at, in conjunction with um, they can sell some of the vegetables that they grow as well um, you know that kind of project was something that I suggested so uh, uh, I, I think that would help Britain on a number of levels um, I think the response was yeah that's all right isn't it that's yeah we'll look into that never heard anything there you go all right so um Caitlin Johnson oh great they're putting guns on robo dogs now that's the 14th of October on RT uh, an independent journalist based in Melbourne Australia her website is here and you can find so hey they've started mounting sniper dogs on robo dogs which is great news for anyone who is hoping they'd start mounting sniper rifles on robo dogs at an exhibition booth in the Association of the United States Army Manual Annual Meeting and Exhibition, Ghost Robotics, the military-friendly competitor to the better-known Boston Dynamics, proudly showed off a weapon that is designed to attach to its quadrupled bots made by a company called Sword Defense Systems. So there you go. Uh, Terminator and Skynet, not far off. And... This was shared on social media, so I thought I'd bring it to people's attention. It's petition.parliament.uk, referendum in the United Kingdom to abolish the Coronavirus Act, the government as a matter of urgency to bring to Parliament for approval legislation to have a referendum on the above subject within a maximum of six months. Uh, and it needs 100,000 signatures. Um, um, and... It's got 58,000 and on the fifth today, the government has already responded. The Coronavirus Act has enabled to be both necessary and highly successful in enabling governments across the UK to support people and the pan public services they rely on whilst combating the pandemic. Um, at 100,000 signatures, the petition will be considered for debate in Parliament. So we've considered considering it and we've decided in our consideration whether we should consider it or not. We've We've considered it and we've decided not to consider it. So that, that's and, um, you know, keep coming back to this great democracy. You know, we'll come back soon now you're here. Um, but maybe maybe I'm a bit uh, cynical on that. Uh, now I want to play a clip uh, of something that Joe Rogan made. Uh, and this is for uh, this is. I'm taking this from band.video, which gives away all its copyright links anyway, so I'm good on that one. So uh, here we are, uh, Joe Rogan talking, and I heard this and I thought, yeah, that's pretty much how society works, and it's pretty much because we let them. And he's talking about the United States freedom, but freedom is a good thing anywhere in the world, and they probably were the freest, which is probably why they got the wealthiest, and of course having loads of oil down in Texas probably helped as well. Uh, but... Freedom is good. When you have a nice, good, free, open system, people are like, oh, I'm quite happy to move my family there and do business there. Uh, whereas if you're in something like North Korea and you've built up a business, you're a millionaire, and someone comes along and says, King Jong-un wants it now, um, and there's loads of people there with assault rifles in uniforms, and um, uh, they go, well, you know, if there's a problem, you can always report to some of his family members, and you're like, oh, did did oh, I haven't seen them for ages? <laughs> you know, and the rumor is that he did them in, did he? And I don't, I'm not here to talk about conspiracy theories. I'm just saying uh, the idea that uh, King John Un uh, has executed people that displeased him is 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 not a far notion, I don't think. And uh, what would you rather do business with? What would you rather build your business up um, somewhere where you've got? every legal recourse that the law can't touch you if you're you know not doing anything wrong and the laws that you have to abide by are kept to a minimum or in north korea so while he talks about america i'm making the point that freedom is a good thing worldwide
As soon as you give politicians power, any kind of power that didn't exist previously, if they can figure out a way to force you into carrying something that lets you enter businesses or lets you do this or lets businesses open, historically, they are not going to give that power up. They find new reasons to use it. I'll do that. We have to protect those freedoms at all costs, whether you agree with people's choices or not, because it is the foundation that this country was founded on. Freedom. This idea of freedom, there's so many people that think it's frivolous, it's not important, it's not the main thing that we should be focused on, but it is the literal structure that allows this country to be so amazing. Every single country that's ever existed other than the United States, up until 1776, every fucking country that has ever existed was run by dictators, all of them. This is the first experiment in self-government that actually worked, and it created the greatest superpower the world's ever known. It created the greatest cultural machine, the greatest machine of art and creativity and innovation right in here. And how did it do that? It did it through freedom. And as soon as you see something, anything that comes along and inhibits your freedom, you should be very cautious about that. You should be very suspicious. Because anything that comes along that can inhibit your freedom is, by definition, anti-American. Good morning, everyone. Happy... Oh, that just went on to uh, a clip of uh, another video there. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, hoping to get Sally Beck back on the show. She writes for Conservative Woman. And it was nice to see one of their articles shared on the Beyond the News Telegram group, which is at Beyond the News Gym. Uh, I couldn't just do Beyond the News because it was taken. So uh, this is by Kathy Gingell, October the 12th, 2001. Footballers must back Neville's no vaccine challenge. In his football podcast last week, the former England player Gary Neville put his head above the parapet and spoke out against the pressure being put on Premier League players reluctant to have the Covid vaccine. You might have thought his words of warning would have been picked up by the mainstream media, as had Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp's contrary view. But predictably, it wasn't, since his view didn't fit the official narrative. It also somewhat de discomposed his podcast colleague Martin Tyler who seemed to feel obliged to contradict Neville's views rather than explore them dispassionately. So uh, and you can on the link there go and listen to the clip uh, for yourself. It was also uh, perhaps they've read articles like this that uh, are from the mirror. It looks like it's trying to load an article. I shall see if I can switch it or pause it before it does that. So here we are from the mirror. This is by Milo Boyd on the 10th of October. Double jab Brits suffering worst colds ever could have COVID without realising. Many Brits are currently suffering with intense cold-like symptoms, including a runny nose, a sore throat, headaches, coughs and a loss of smell, which have been hard to shift even several weeks earlier. And yeah, so there you go. Oh, what were the odds? We've only been saying for the last two months that there's been more and more evidence to suggest that there is a harm to the immune system in some ways. Go look at the various clicks. David Bauer, Francis Crick Institute, the other doctors I've played, this, that and the other. I'm not a doctor. Don't listen to me. Go listen to the other um, doctors. And the, the, the silence in the mainstream media is deafening, but you can go look through the podcast or go onto alternative platforms like BitChute and Rumble and that kind of stuff to, you know, MD doctor. Covid vaccine thoughts. Put them in. Check they are who they say they are. If you can by checking, you know some of the pictures and oh yeah, that's the doctor from so and so. And and um, perhaps cross cross reference it with the mainstream article if if that's what you're into to check that it's them, the same person and everything. And go and listen to what they have to say. But there you go. And of course, last week the one and only UK article saying forty over more likely to get COVID, around the 40% more likely as well, not just a small thing. If you're over 40, yeah, 40 over 40. Wasn't that a um, Viagra advert or something? Yeah, so remember, 40 over 40, more likely to get COVID if you've had the double jab. So what else is there to say? Official government data, no longer a conspiracy theory. And that could only be 
I'm going to assume that if these people are more likely to get an illness than the unvaccinated, that's fact number one, not not theory. Go and look at the stats for yourself. We're talking over 40s again. And so we've got doctors on the other fact saying, yes, we've looked at people's immune systems and it does turn out that uh, it looks like they have less of their really important immunity cells. So I'm going to put two and two together to say doctors saying people who've had the jabs immune system is worse. And the stats saying if you've had the jab, you're more likely to get COVID. I'm going to put two and two together and come up with four. And uh, if people want to call you a conspiracy theorist for that, um, you know, I think that's more a, a case of cognitive dissonance because it's factual data. And we'll bring more of those doctors saying that. I will do the vaccine special part three at some point. Uh, another way here. So, yeah, if you don't take the jab, of course, this is what can happen. The Washington Post. See if I can get a date for you here. Uh, just got to accept some sort of cookie thing. Maybe that'll get a date for me. Scrolling down. By Hannah Knowles and Caroline Anders on October the 6th. Hospital system says it will deny transplants to the unvaccinated in almost all situations. A Colorado-based health system said it is denying organ transplants to patients not vaccinated against the coronavirus in almost all situations, citing studies that these patients are much more likely to die if they get COVID-19. Uh, citing studies. Uh, I'd be interested to uh, see those because uh, we've, we've shown other studies that say differently just uh, another little jumping around to a different subject here remember we talked about being served you know the papers in uh, britain and everything i said you know let, let's see what happens over here i bet not a lot the met's decision not to this is the independent by the way and it's four days ago by victoria richards the met's decision not to investigate the prince andrew allegations further erodes women's trust in the police uh, not just women mate uh, Yep, everyone, I think, everyone with a brain. Uh, what hope is there for our confidence in the justice system if Scotland Yard won't look thoroughly into each and every claim? And of course, go and listen to my Roy Williams interview. And uh, I've got hopefully some guests coming up that are going to tell you their first-hand uh, experience of... Uh, I've always said, people will be people. You get good people, you get bad people. Every profession is made up of people. Good police, bad police, good journalists, bad journalists... Blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. So the Met's decision not to investigate Prince... Yeah, and what was their reason for it? Um, the Met has dropped its investigation into sex allegations against Prince Andrew uh, by putting his individual case aside. Uh, why did they drop it then? Um, I want to know. You know, did they just come out and go, yeah, nah, he's just above the law. Don't worry about it. Usually they give you some kind of... Let's scroll down here and see if they can actually give a reason. Um, and Met has reported to... Uh, both the Duke of York and Maxwell strongly deny the allegations and Met has now... I've scrolled down a bit, it's more to read. Has now reportedly dropped the investigation entirely. But what hope is there for women's confidence if in the judicial process if Scotland Yard won't thoroughly look into each and every claim? Uh, it's already a time of turbulent upheaval for the Met. Public trust in the police force and its commissioner Cressida Dick is an all-time low. I want to see what the reason was or whether they just said, shut up, peasants. He's above you. Know your role. As Rock would say, know your role. Pay your taxes. You pay for him. If he can go and molest who he wants. Uh, I, I, really, I really want to know if there's some sort of reason. But I am scrolling through it quite quickly. I have missed it. Do telegram me if... Uh, do telegram, put it on the telegram group if the, you can find a, a reason or any such things. I'd heard on social media, but hearing something on social media is not the same as uh, seeing it reported by mainstream news for me to read out to you, that it was something because it happened outside of the UK. They weren't going to look into it because they didn't feel they wanted to investigate a crime that happened outside of the UK. In which case, if that was the reason, and I have no evidence to suggest that it is, then uh, it makes you think, well, why go to such lengths to drag Julian Assange out of that embassy then? Uh, 
And speaking of which, the CIA plot to kidnap or kill Julian Assange in London is a story that is being mistakenly ignored. So there you go, that's a nice little bit of uh, freedom for you. I think that might be coming to... Uh, it escalates, doesn't it? It goes from just one to, you know, Stalin and Mao and Paul Pot and all that kind of stuff. But it always starts with the journalist telling the truth, doesn't it? So I wonder how far we'll go down that journey this time. Assange and Jamal Khashoggi were targeted because they fulfilled the primary duty of journalists telling the public what governments want to keep secret. Yes, uh, not need to under national security reasons because it will cost the lives of spies, but um, yeah, it will just embarrass them. So uh, this is by Patrick Cockburn, Friday the 1st of October. And uh, it reads, three years ago on October the 2nd, 2018, a team of Saudi officials murdered journalist Jamal Khashoggi in Saudi consulate in Istanbul. The purpose of the killing was to silence Khashoggi and to frighten critics of the Saudi regime by showing that it would pursue and punish them as they were agents of a foreign power. It was revealed this week that a year before the Khashoggi killing in 2017, the CIA had plotted to kidnap or assassinate Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks, who had taken refuge five years earlier in the Ecuador embassy in London. A senior US counterintelligence official said that plans for the forcible rendition of Assange to the US were discussed at the highest levels of the Trump administration. The informant was one of more than 30 US officials, eight of whom confirmed details of the abduction proposal, quoted in a 7,500-word investigation by Yahoo News into the CIA campaign against Assange. Good on them. The plan was to break into the embassy, drag Assange out and bring him to where we want, recalled a former intelligence official. Another informant said that he was briefed about a meeting in the spring of 2017 at which President Trump had asked if the CIA could assassinate Assange and provide options about how this could be done. Trump has denied that he did so. Um, good for him. Uh, it didn't happen. There's a lot of bad things said about Trump, so I'm not going to take someone going, oh yeah, Trump said it, because there's so many lies been told about him. But equally, at the end of the day, he had the chance to pardon Assange, and he didn't. So, uh, And some of the people he did pardon at the end of his US presidency are the questionable, to say the least. So, yeah. Um, so, there's so much been said, so many lies have been told about Trump, who knows? But what we do know for the truth is he didn't pardon him, did he? So... Uh, the Trump-appointed head of the CIA, Mike Pompeo, said publicly that he would target Assange and WikiLeaks as the equivalent of a hostile intelligence service. Apologists for the CIA say the freedom of the press was not under threat because Assange and the WikiLeaks activists were not real journalists. There you go. So that's how you do things, isn't it? Right. If we were to set up a new world order on a cabal, what do we need? Right. We need the military and we need the media. Right. So... What happens is we can do whatever we want and only people that we vet and they're on our media system get to talk about it. Otherwise, just, what is it, you know, just treat them as a hostile intelligence service. Ta-da! And uh, that ain't freedom, folks. Moving on from the mirror. This is loading, <laughs> to say the least. It, I think it's about the general poverty that's now beginning to be shown in the UK. Yes, it's by Ben Glaze, the 14th of October. Almost two million more working poor since Tories came to power, research shows. Labour's Jonathan Reynolds says cutting the incomes of millions of families this winter will be a catastrophe. Nearly two million more working people are living in poverty since the Tories came to power in 2010, research reveals. A Labour study of Office for National Statistics data found... 1,975,885 more people from working families were living in poverty, deemed to be below 60% of average household income after housing costs in 2019-2020. The analysis found that 8,280,860 people from working families were mired in poverty by 2019-2020. So that's, uh, what's the UK population? It's about 60-something in it. It's cool. it's, I don't think it's over 70, is it? So... Yeah, over 10% mired in poverty. Um, how does that... Work? And, and they're working as well. So um, this doesn't end well when you have a whole population working to the, to the bone 
and them not getting a slice of the pie and they go and see a very small minority with very big pies sooner or later they surround the house with pitchforks and take a slice of the pie for themselves so uh, i really don't think uh, or that's option one or option two is the person with the big pie hires some guys to out of town with the best firearms to shoot anyone that comes down to him uh, with pitchforks um, or imprison them so uh you know with soaring household bills and not soaring wages um this doesn't bode well for a society in my opinion and it would be good if we could fix this without anyone getting hurt and now from Sky News, Conservative MP Sir David Amess stabbed multiple times in incident at constituency surgery. Sir David Amess, who, which, who represents South End West in Essex, was attacked on Friday at Belfair's Methodist Church in Leon C. Sky News understands a man walked into his constituency surgery and stabbed him multiple times. So uh, I don't know anything about this MP, uh, which is usually a sign that he was probably doing local work and if he was at his constituency surgery that would suggest that uh, I don't know any more details on that other than there's an update which says uh, he has now passed away so condolences to him and his family I don't know anything about that case so I won't make any more comments other than um, yeah condolences to uh, the family now from the Manchester Evening News now and for, forgive me I've just got to go through their cookie options cookie options I should say uh, all drivers in the UK now face automatic £100 fine for driving in the wrong lane new cameras mean motorists will face an instant fine if caught flouting the rules so uh, let's see what these rules are um, £100 fine warning has been issued to anyone who uses motorways in the UK new cameras have been installed which will land motorists with an automatic £100 fine and risk three points for their licences if caught driving in the wrong lane. This applies to motorway drivers using a shut lane normally marked with a red X or an overhead sign. Now National Highways which maintains motorways and trunk roads says it has improved its motorway cameras to catch drivers doing this. Uh, on Twitter National Highway said there's no excuse don't ignore the red X. It's illegal to drive in the Red X lane and motorway cameras can now automatically detect drivers who flout the law. You could receive a £100 fine and get three points on your licence. So uh, there you go. Just wanted to make my listeners aware of that one. And from the Express now. Power outage warning. Big solar flare heading to Earth. Time of direct hit predicted. This is by Tuesday the 12th of October. And when, when do they predict it for? Uh, I, my feelings are always uh, oh it's going to be for oh yeah it's already gone <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> you know my view on this is um, it's going to be like that all the time it's going to be Boy Who Cried Wolf every time until it isn't and who knows if we'll even be alive on the one where it isn't or whether it's next week I have no idea uh, if you want to know what that c could potentially happen I think it's something called the Carrington event so this happened back around sort of uh, Victorian times, I think. Um, I think the only forms of uh, electricity around then were, or sort of mass around then, were telegram poles, telegraphs, and that sort of things. And uh, I think it fried all of them. So I think any electrical, I'm again no expert, but I think in if we were to have a Carrington event today, it would be really, really bad. Uh, I think electrical stuff like everywhere just fries, I think. So, uh, but who knows whether that's going to be next week or uh, in a thousand years. But the more you have things like this, it could be really bad. Nothing. Then the more it's the boy who cried wolf syndrome, isn't it? But one day it will be bad. And uh, if we have a Carrington event like we did to in today's modern world, really, really bad. But I'm not fear mongering because it may never happen in any of the lifetimes of anyone listening to this show but it doesn't mean you can't have plans in place for when it does does it uh, two-thirds of eligible people now moving on to msn uh, via the daily mail i believe two-thirds of eligible people haven't had their booster covid jab this is 
the 7th of October. So I know a lot of people are still getting round to it, but um, millions of people who are eligible for a COVID booster vaccine have not yet had their third dose, official figures suggest. Up to 5 million people in England currently qualify for a booster jab and only around a third have come forward for one. It comes after a top government scientific advisor said he wanted Britain to be more aggressive with the rollout to limit the damage of a winter wave of cases. Uh, mate, go and look at your government data that was released a week later after this. Uh, oh no, it must have been around the same time. Who knows? This is the madness of it. Here's the data saying you're more likely to get COVID if you've had the vaccine. Get the vaccine to avoid a new wave. Uh, this is, you know, I don't know what you have to do at this point. Uh, invites are only being sent out to those who received their second dose at least six months ago because that is the sweet spot for immunity. Uh, not according to your other studies, mate. So uh, the left hand, the right hand, madness, isn't it? So um, there you go. There you go. But it's good news, isn't it? Looks like two thirds of people. Uh, and again, it's early days, but I bet you put it this way. I could abs I would be absolutely sure of this. Every time there's another round of shots, less and less people get them. And that will be for two reasons. One, more and more people will be aware of the actual scientific data. And number two, a very small percentage of those that took it would be dead. So not a very high percentage at all. The death rate for taking the vaccine is incredibly low, but uh, not zero. So therefore... They will not be there to take their next shot. It's not as if they are, um, you know, dead people cannot take vaccines. They, however, can seemingly vote in certain states for Joe Biden in last year's American election. Allegedly. So people fuming after McDonald's employee explains how the drive through works. Oh, by the way, on that, go and have a look at the Arizona thing. I'm not certain if that's dead people or not, but there's definitely some fraud in the Arizona thing. Go and look that up. Um, so this is Sussex Live. Uh, some of the lesser known secrets from the fast food giant have been revealed from hidden cameras to listening to your conversations. And it says people have been left outraged after an employee revealed the truth behind drive throughs Hidden cameras and listening in on conversations were all part of the lesser known secrets which have been exposed. It goes to show that there are many things US customers didn't know. Sorry, does it, that many things us customers, I'm assuming, because this is Sussex Live, I'm going to say uh, us customers didn't know. And the fact that it's not capital, Jimmy, you should have figured it out. Didn't know about, but Amer McDonald's America just naturally sort of goes with my brain. Didn't know about when it comes to the fast food giant. The employee took to TikTok to lift the lid on the drive through secrets. Um, and uh, I bet that the, there's, a, there's a certain justice in that because um, if McDonald's wanted to sue that employee for breaking uh, anything, um, given the fact that she's probably one of their employees and they pay... Uh, what they pay, there probably wouldn't be any money for them to sue out of her. So that's she literally a woman with nothing to lose would be my guess. Pure speculation on my part. At Secret Fizz shared the fact people don't know we can hear your convos even when we aren't speaking to you, taking your order, and we have a camera at the speaker that takes a picture of you so we know whose order is whose. She added, "Seeing the mugshots of random people makes my day." Um. Yeah, there are many McDonald's stores across Sussex that have drive-throughs, uh, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, is it recorded or just live for the other people to hear? I don't know. I mean, there's an amount of times where you go, go and do this. Go and say in front of your phone, I don't know, something like Greek holiday or brown leather shoes or something. Just keep repeating it in front of your mobile phone and then... Have a little scroll on Facebook in the next week or so. Do, do that little experiment. Now, another good sign here. This is from, uh, again, the Daily Mail here. If any of these children are jabbed, we'll see you in court. Parents accuse school of GBH and threaten to sue if their teenagers are given COVID jabs without permission. Uh, Teretha's school served with cease and desist legal notice by pupils' parents. Uh, parents of 17 pupils threatening to sue if their child is given jab without consent. This autumn, all children aged 12 to 15 are being offered first dose of Pfizer vaccine. That's the one where we don't know its effect on sterility and infertility. That's their own uh, medical uh, thing. That's their release that they released in December. 
I haven't seen anything else since then when they go, oh, we, we have no idea what this is going to do to uh, people's ability to reproduce. Uh, yeah, that's the one being rolled out to all the kids, yes. Uh, government guidance says parents are asked for consent for jab to be given. If refused and child is deemed competent, the child can legally give consent. Really. Uh, but they can't consent for anything else. But this jab, this, this is special. Just like it's special in the same way that they overruled, was it the JCVI? It's special. This jab's special. You'd think if it was this special, it would be good, not rather increasing your chances of getting COVID if you're 40 or over. Although at, in in the table that we saw, to be fair, it said uh, the teenagers were less likely if given the jab as well. But given the fact that there's loads of risks and there's a plus... 99 point plus something of survival rate anyway and natural immunity is better the israeli study is saying a multiple times better what was it 13 times better something like that go and listen to previous podcasts uh maybe it's better just let them have it get the natural immunity and none of the bad side effects and of course this is what these parents are standing up for good for them uh, and that was by sam baker for the mail line 8th of october Parents have served a cease and desist legal notice on a school threatening to sue and potentially pursue GBH charges if children are given COVID jabs without parental consent. Good for them. Uh, parents in every school uh, need to be doing that, in my opinion. And here is a reason why. This is from, again, band.video, and this is a doctor who will be able to introduce himself and explain to you what we're doing. This is about the, they did a scientific study of what happens to someone's immune system before and after the vaccine. And I'm gonna let the doctor explain it further for you. How you doing guys, Dr. Thompson here, Exemplify Health Center, Wellness Way Affiliate, right here in Yorkville, Illinois. I apologize for that, that is backwards, uh, but I need to flip the camera around so that you can see some data that so that you guys can actually read it. All right, guys. Uh, I'll be talking through anything like that, but to be honest, I think he does a pretty good audio job version. I usually have a look at these videos and watch them so I know what I'm playing before I play them on it, just to make certain there's no swearing. Uh, so I, I actually think he's, you, you don't need to look at anything like this. He does a pretty good audio version of explaining this, in my opinion. Hey, please uh, share this video. This is very important because I don't know anyone yet who has done this testing. This is very important. Um, I'm going to show you uh, testing, immune system testing on three separate occasions. And I'm going to give you uh, when we did these specific things. The first one uh, was uh, a person, and yes, we have his, his permission. Um, this was some immune system uh, testing that we did. And this person that came in um, was, you know, basically type 2 diabetic, um, very high inflammatory markers, um, high triglycerides, tanked hormones, um, immune system not doing very good either. And uh, so the testing I'm going to show you, the, the one that we, I'm going to show you first, this was after he really worked on changing his life. And you're going to see the immune system doing just fine. It's doing great. But guys, this is where is the, the reason why I'm doing this video is this, and I'm not super happy. I am not happy, you know, about this. I'm not uh, spike in the football uh, by any stretch of the imagination because I don't want to see people get sick. But what I'm going to show you is I'm going to show you using using medical testing, verifiable proof, immune system testing of how from changing a lifestyle to getting the first, let me show it to you since I can't say it, the first, and then I'm going to show you after the second and I'm going to show you the changes that took place in the immune system. And I'm going to show you exactly what that means when you read this testing. Okay. This goes right in line of what, uh, as Wellness Way doctors, Dr. Patrick Flynn, myself, this is exactly what we said, what will happen. And now I'm starting to see it happen. Um, and again, it can't be false because this is medical testing. All right, so let me show you the first one. Now, this gentleman, it went from uh, type two diabetic to no longer type two di diabetic, went from being able to hardly be able to, like his goal is to walk a mile, 
he can run a 5K now. Um, he lost conservatively 60, 70 pounds. I don't really measure that, you know, that much. It's not really that important. Uh, but all his lab markers got better and they changed. He completely changed his life. Now, he got the this and he knew he didn't want to, but he felt compelled to in order to keep his job. Can you imagine that? To keep his job. And I understand uh, why men would do it. And this is what I tell you. It says, I can give you the information and give you the research. It's already, always going to be your decision. I know what my decision would be. I know what my decision would be for my family. I cannot make that decision for you. And I cannot tell you what hill that you would like to die on. So I'm going to show you his first one. I'm going to show you after the very first one. And then I'm going to show you the second one. And I'm going to show you exactly what it means, guys. Please share this video. All right. So this is after him doing a really good job of changing his life. This was when he was doing absolutely amazing. Still is, except for his blood work now. So you can see when you look at this, you see all of these nice, all of these in... Uh... So he's showing you some numbers, but he explains what the numbers mean. It means, yeah, the bloke's doing well. Uh, within these ranges, but this is what I want you guys to pay attention to is this. Is I want you to look at the granulocyte account and look at the lymphocyte account. All of these things, these are basically, you know, just part of the immune system, which is kind of a basic panel a lot of doctors run. All these uh, immune cells perform a specific function. And when you look at it, you can associate... So he's describing a granular, a load of them, lymphocyte, monokite, EO, loads of stuff that I'm going to butcher if I just pronounce it. Uh, lymphocyte 2, uh, or is that a hashtag? It's like, this is a proper medical form here, and the reference reflects change to Siemens Advia, uh, 20, uh, it's a proper thing <laughs> with stuff I don't understand but he'll break it down for us data maybe the type of infection if they're elevated you can see the type of infection that people will typically have okay so granulocytes things are like lymphocytes uh, 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 neutrophils uh, you got all your different types of lymphocytes you guys are going to notice that when your doctor runs it they don't differentiate between CD8 CD4 natural killer cells uh, things like that. Monocytes, these are your dendritic cells, your macrophages, this is what we're going to go over tomorrow. Eosinophils, so, uh, you know, associated with uh, parasitic infections. Basophils, associated with severe allergic reactions. Uh, things like that. So when you look at this, the biggest thing that you see is you say, everything is doing really well. Okay? I'm going to show you this. This is after the very first you-know-what. So the very first you-know-what, what you can see is, is we started testing an expanded immune system panel. And I said, hey, if you don't mind... I want to see how your immune system is responding after the first you-know-what. So this is the first you-know-what. Here's what's interesting. is you see the CD8 cells started to jump way up. So you see these CD8 cells start to jump way up. Now, let me turn the camera around. Let me tell you what a CD8 cell actually does. CD8 cell is called a suppressor T cell. It's also known as a killer T cell. What do killer T cells actually do? Well, what these are is these are sniper-specific cells, and they are designed to kill virally infected cells that, have, that are literally wearing the virus on the surface of the cell. Think of spike protein. And it's also killing cancer cells. That's the job. They're very sniper-specific. They don't do a lot of collateral damage. But I want you to think anything that is virally infected. So when you look at this, you can see those CD8 cells. After the first you-know-what, you can see they start to jump up. They're saying, hold the phone. What is going on here? We need to start killing, uh, killing off these cells that are expressing a specific, I don't know how you say it, spike protein. Hmm, okay. That was a couple of days after the first one. So you're seeing that a CD8 cells start to jump up. I said, okay, if you don't mind, I want you to get it after you get the second, you know what? I will pay for it. Just please let me do it for my research. I know that regardless, you're still going to do it. At least let's get some benefit from doing it so that we can gain some clinical data. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, your doctor isn't saying, hey, let's do an immune system panel and expanded one. That's CD4, CD8, uh, natural killer cells and things like that. Guys, this, if, you, if you don't know what the test is, it's very similar to how they measure progression of HIV infection. Okay, uh, It's basically an AIDS test. So um, that was his first one. I want to show you this. The second one, we just got it back literally last night, okay? This got back literally last night. Now, this is after the second. Now, I want you to look at this, and I want you to stay with me. Please stay with me, okay? So now what you see 
is you see that his granulocytes, look at how much they jumped up. Holy cow. These granulocytes are responsible for basically their neutrophils, their first responders, their emergency type cells. They're responsible for, um, they do have a viral component to it, but they're mostly for bacterial infection. And they also clean up tissue damage. Think of when you have tissue damage, like a pimple, like a scratch, like a sprained ankle. They're responders to tissue damage. And you look at this and you're saying, what on earth is getting damaged inside of the body? Then when you look at his lymphocytes, so his lymphocytes are things like his CD4 cells, CD8 cells, natural killer cells, his B lymphocytes that are producing antibodies, the very reason why they wanted to do it in the first place to produce an antibody production. You can see how badly now that started to tank. And then what's interesting too is that you can see that his natural killer cells have absolutely tanked as well. Natural killer cells, guys, this is part of your innate immune system, okay? This is your innate immune system, and natural killer cells are your first responders to things like viruses, virally infected cells, and yes, even cancer cells. And wow, holy cow, you can see how that is tanked. Now, what I'm not showing you is all his other numbers, but every single one of his lymphocytes are on the very lowest end of normal, and comparing it to the last one, they have absolutely tanked. So what is tanked? his adaptive immune system has absolutely tanked. Adaptive immune system, CD4, CD8, uh, natural killer cells, his B lymphocytes, all of those things have actually just gotten pummeled uh, within the month. Now, what has changed within the month? Gee, I wonder. Mm, he's still eating great. He's still exercising. He's still avoiding his food allergies. He's taking his supplements. So what changed in his environment? It was a toxin. I'll, let, I'll leave it up to you to understand what I mean by a toxin. So look at how that changed. So listen, when, if no one told me anything, if I looked at this and said, hey, Dr. Nate, look at this blood work, because this is what we say. We say a person could be blind, deaf, and dumb. And dumb is not dumb, but meaning in the biblical term, you can't speak. If a person could not communicate to me, then you say, Show me x-rays, show me labs, show me that, and we could pretty doggone get it closely figured out as far as what's going on. So if you said, hey, look at this lab, and what does it tell you? I would look at this lab, and in two seconds, I would say, this person has autoimmunity. Let me say it again, this person has autoimmunity, and it's how you see how that immune system is responding. People with autoimmunity, so many times I've seen clinically high granulocytes and a tanked adaptive immune system. So I want you to think of this. The body's trying to handle some kind of tissue damage, but also the very thing that's designed to handle things like cancer cells and things that sell like virally infected cells has absolutely tanked. You look at this. How on earth can they ever say that it is working? Now watch this. If they have this low and it stays, and it persists, I want you to stay with me, and that adaptive immune system response persists in which it's gonna have a bad response to any other kind of virally inf uh, viral infection, let me ask you a question. Let me ans ask you a question. Here's my question, guys. This is a serious question. To the health experts out there, to the pathologists that are out there, uh, to the, uh, the public health experts out there, if you looked at that blood work, would you say that this person is very susceptible to having another viral infection? And maybe you, might call, you just might call it a breakthrough infection. You guys see that? A breakthrough infection. Guys, please share this video. This might get taken down. A breakthrough infection, you know, like the kind that we're seeing right now, or maybe what we're seeing in Israel, a breakthrough infection. So let me ask you a question. I'm just not making a statement. I'm just saying, a, I'm asking a question. Could it be that after this, maybe this is happening in a lot of people and leaving them wide open to have breakthrough infections after that? That's interesting, isn't it? So this is testing. <laughs> this is testing. And the reason why is because I want to know. I want to know what it is doing to people. 
if you're a doctor and you are watching this, every single one of you doctors become a doctor and start testing those patients who have gotten the second one and start testing their immune systems and start figuring out why. You're a doctor. You're not a clinician. You don't follow some kind of template on what you're supposed to do. Too many people are doing that, following a template. Well, it says here in your blood work that this lab is out of order, so I need to give you on this medication. Really, doc? I need to be on this medication, huh? Well, tell me what the exit strategy is so I don't need this medication. I've never had a person who came to me and I said, what's their extra exit strategy? And you know what they tell me? Gee, doc, they don't have one. They never told me anything. They just said, take it for the rest of your life. That's not healthcare, is it, guys? Not at all. And now you wonder why we have so many people who are sick uh, in the United States. Now you know why we have so many people who are having breakthrough infections. Now you know why so many people, guys, have autoimmunity, which is the fastest growing illness taking place in the United States. So we have to watch this and we have to see what's going on. Does and we will be watching it and reporting about what's going on here on Beyond the News. That brings the, to a close for our uh, edition here. But yeah, he said, it, what does it do? It lowers your immunity, which means you're more susceptible to colds and viruses and stuff. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, and cancer. So what would you expect to see? Because colds are more common than cancer. You'd expect to see the double jabbed getting more rises of colds and then over the years more cases of cancer and what did we record on the first uh the, the earlier part of this show the cold section so look out for if that guy's theories are correct uh massive spikes in cancer of those that have had the double jabbed um in the future what future month year i don't know i have no idea we're in uncharted territory we all are but we'll cover whatever territory that is here on Beyond the News. Check out our Facebook page, Parlour page, and Beyond the News Gym on Telegram. Thanks for listening.